previously on Podcast Without Pretense. Y'all, I think I need to talk to you about my caffeine addiction problem. So I've been looking into this whole square root thing, and some idiots keep showing me and sending me pictures of trees with square roots, and that's not really helpful at all. But we'll get to this math thing later, okay? And I know it's really, really difficult and weird. They said you couldn't build a, an extension on the house because there's a, like a, another floor above with another apartment. But I'm trying anyway. We'll see how it goes. Hi, I'm Jonathan Strickland. I am Ayaz Akhtar. I'm Eric Sandine. And together we can steal routines from comedian Stephen Wright, who once said, I'm having a skylight put in my, in my apartment. The people oh. who live upstairs are furious. <laughs> I think it's a little different there. No, Stephen it's exactly the same. It's it's just using slightly different wording, but that's fine. Listen, I steal jokes all the time. I'm not really criticizing. I'm just glad I'm not the only one. To be fair, I don't know when the last time I saw Stephen Wright was. So I, I, it was. It's been a while for me. It's been some years. <laughs> so be uh, your head somewhere. How are you guys been? Pretty good. good. How about you, Eric? <laughs> Are we we're like on a huge good. delay today or what? What's up? <laughs> okay, I think we're on a delay today. It's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. We were so, asking you, Eric, how you've been. I mean, yes, I'm oh good. Oh, my God. There we go. I'm caught back up. No? Still delayed? Yeah. I don't well, know, I mean, actually. Yeah, I can't tell if it's just you being you or if this is legit a delay. Possible. Eric, you you always seem like you're a little like not slow, that's the wrong word, but like very deliberate in your delivery. And so therefore it is impossible for me to tell when you're legitimately lagging behind or you're just taking your goddamn sweet ass time to respond to something. But no, that's fair. Did you guys have a good Halloween? Yes, I had a great Halloween. I got to go trick-or-treating with my son, dressed as the Joker family awesome. again. Uh, got a new costume. Very excited about that. Uh, actually had a learner use a sewing machine uh, <laughs> to make Joker cool. Jr.'s shorts, which not as easy as it sounds. These, these are like mini sewing machines, and the instructions are two pages, and it's not very helpful. I had to watch so many YouTube videos to figure out how to do this, and the foot pedal was a piece of shit. It's very difficult. Uh-huh. We have to hit a button and then try to sew. So uh, it turned out pretty, pretty good. My, my, uh, my sewing skills are not very good, but considering it looks like the Joker did the sewing job, I guess he could be a little shitty at it. So it's it was the, a lot of thematic. fun. Yeah. So how about you, Mr. Sandine? Um, I mean, I didn't do anything we watched season one of stranger things so finally caught up on that kind of um for season one season one yeah uh that's about it i mean season two just came out i know well that's why i had to watch season one because everybody's talking about season two so i at least have to have some frame of reference yeah yeah i i haven't started season two yet and uh so what did you think about the teacher in season one the science teacher, uh, the one that the kids, the kids all right. Yeah. 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 yeah so that guy, the guy who plays him, 
The guy who plays him is uh, Randy Havens and was one of my improv teachers uh, several years ago. Uh, he's he's wait. an Atlanta dude. Yeah, nice guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, tends was, to play real. He tends to play real assholes in improv, which is why I thought it was hilarious in Stranger Things that he played a very sincere, earnest guy. Because in um, in all the improv shows I saw, he was always like, he would always come across as this weird kind of nerdy bully character. <laughs> like he was clearly nerdy, but he was yeah. also just an asshole to everybody. So. Uh, well, that's cool. I'm glad you guys. Well, it you, sounds like you had a fairly low key Halloween. I ended up dressing up and was ready to hand out candy, but we didn't get a single trick or treater here at the house. I was here. I was downstairs uh, with all the candy and stuff for three hours and nobody came by. So we're bringing all the candy to our offices at work and just distributing candy there since no one came to get it here. Uh, but I did get a chance to use uh uh rigid collodion for the first time which is a type of of uh uh makeup effect it it makes your skin kind of pucker up so you can make like scarring effects and i wanted to try it out because i'm thinking about doing that for my character for the renaissance festival i'm playing a different character this next year and i'm thinking about doing an eye patch and a scar so i was trying that out and it was a great success so at least the night wasn't a total loss. And they have candy for all. You sent us none of I, it. I, well, no, I did not. I did not. Uh, we we even we even made up bags of like different types. They were all fun size candies, except for the Reese's peanut butter cups. Those were full size, but everything else was fun size. But we I put one of each in little individual bags, so kids would have oh, made man. out like bandits at our place. <laughs> Plus, I had bags of little toys, like Halloween toys that we got for kids who might have allergies. And I was like, well, we've got like three times as many toys as we have candy. I'm going to give them candy and toys. No one came by. And I'm like, you kids would have, you would have loved our house. So that means anybody who's watching this, come by Jonathan's house, ring the doorbell and get some candy. Well, yeah, I I was going to say gear up for next year. I suspect that the only way I would have been able to have, trick-or-treaters come by i'm guessing that next door the the app next door that people are using Mm -hmm. that to register their houses Uh, for trick-or-treating but i stopped using next door yeah i stopped using it because in my neighborhood next door is actually the we're scared white people and we saw a black guy walking down the street app and i found that to be very offensive so i stopped using it Yeah, maybe that's tried, just down here. Use, uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've thought about using next door in Manhattan, but then I was like, I really don't want to know anybody, so fuck it. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's I fair. signed like, up when I moved to my new place in like downtown Oakland, and quickly, immediately, like there were so many people posting at once that I was just like, oh, this is roughly useless now. Like, I don't care. I don't care about any of these I, things. I, I only would log in briefly when I would like if I saw. Uh, a dog running around the neighborhood, like outside of a yard or off a leash, I would take a picture and I would log in and send that up there just in case someone was missing their dog. Because I I own a dog. If my dog went missing, I would, I would be beside myself. So I do that, but that's about it. Uh, Cause otherwise I just, like I said, I mean, it really is distressing how many times I see people posting about suspicious people, which almost always turns into just people who aren't white uh, 
it's very yeah. upsetting to see that over and over and I don't want to. So, <laughs> so I haven't been using it. Um, but apart from that, Halloween was fine. It was just very low key, quiet. And, uh, uh, then, uh, I, I didn't even watch any horror movies. So, uh, I did watch a movie that Eric picked for us. Well, that was bad. I wouldn't have watched it. it was, no, I, <laughs> I wish I hadn't. I almost, you know what? Knowing that you, Eric, had watched it and knowing that Ayaz had watched it. Ayaz had watched it and was ready to talk about it last week when we didn't record. Yeah. Knowing that you both had seen it, I, I was so tempted to just skip it this week. <laughs> yeah. But I went ahead and watched it just before we went live. I, I finished it like maybe 15 minutes before we went live. And, uh, and so, uh, I, I did, I did see it and I have, I have some thoughts now. I don't, I don't have the copious amount of notes that our esteemed colleague, I, as Akhtar has taken. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how he took like pages of notes. Cause I got so bored that I just couldn't yeah. take notes anymore. Like I, I, but, but in case people are wondering, cause you know, we haven't actually said what it is we do. Um, I once upon a time thought it was a good idea. Don't know why to test our attention spans for bad movies by having us devote our full undivided attention at said bad movies and have no distractions, no second screens, nothing like that present. And just to see how far into a bad movie we can devote our full attention. And at that point, at the point when we have decided that that is enough, we can, uh, invite as many distractions into the experience as we like, or we can even walk away from the film if we so choose. And we, there's no winners. There's only losers, but uh, we brought right down generally what our time was into a film before we started to invite distractions. So with that in mind, I'll go ahead and tell you, I got six minutes into this movie and, uh, and I know it was six minutes cause it was, it was said, I said, I got approximately six minutes into this film, which was long enough to hit the first animated transition when I decided to stop and open up a second screen for the purposes of note taking. So six minutes for me. What about you guys? 1742. Okay. 1330. Yeah. I just made it the fastest All right. or furthest. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. Where do we start on this one? Yeah. Well, if you wanted to do a summary of this or like do high level notes. I'm not, I can't, I can't go through all of this. This is impossible. I mean, the high level uh, summary is really simple. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so here's the high level summary. You've got two guys who are working on an app, a game, mm-hmm. a, a, a shitty looking game at that. Like, they could have at least spent a little bit of money trying to make a game that looked like it was worth playing, uh, let alone worth stealing. They two guys are working on a game. One of the guys is kind of your uh, your typical like jokester jackass character who's supposed to be charming, I think, but to me just came across yeah. as annoying. Um, and he's constantly kind of steamrolling his slightly less jackassery friend who's still kind of a jackass just not as big a jackass and also neither of them uh, are like actual jackasses like they're just kind of mm, i mean like 
They're jackasses, I mean, they're, they're sure, jack- but they're not. Like, they're jackasses. Yeah, they're not. They're not assholes, really. They're no jackasses. Like they're strong enough for you to care about. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, like they. There is a significant amount of time dedicated at the first few minutes of the yeah. two characters singing along to the Game of Thrones theme. Uh, right. So that'll tell you something, I guess. Anyway, they're working on an app. Uh, a big game company. I guess apparently makes a game that is extremely similar to their own. And so they want to sue said big game company. And then uh, just by happenstance, the, the protagonist jackass, the, the more annoying of the two encounters a beautiful barista at a coffee shop. Cause of fucking course he does and yep. uh, discovers to his chagrin that this girl for whom he has immediately fallen is dating his lawyer, Keith, Keith, the lawyer. And then the rest of the movie literally is the protagonist jackass kind of, but not really dating his lawyer's girlfriend, feeling conflicted about it, feeling uh, more and more distant to his, co-developer of the game until the barista on her own decides that she doesn't really love the lawyer dude or isn't ready for what the lawyer dude's life means leaves him and then goes to hook up with jackass protagonist guy uh honestly i felt bad for the lawyer in this Mm-hmm. Yep, because yeah. he he doesn't actually come across until the end of the movie. There's actually a review yeah. that I read that says the same thing. Until the end of the movie, he doesn't come across as a bad guy. He's certainly busy uh, yeah. because he's a fucking lawyer. Um, but he doesn't seem to be taking his girlfriend for granted. He's still yeah. kind of a goofball. You, you you can see that the girl likes the protagonist jackass because he's a total dumbass doofus but the lawyer's kind of a doofus too so you figure all right she must have been attracted to him because he was a doofus they got involved when we we first see the lawyer my note was um okay all right the lawyer is dating cute girl i don't really want to call him a douche but i think we're supposed to think he's a douche but he actually seems like an all right guy oh he invited them to lunch with him seems nice Yeah, like the, hey, there's nothing. No point in the movie. He, 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 Do you dislike him? He's, like you're like hey, he's on fine. their side. He's on their side. Yeah. If this movie yeah. wanted us to not like him, he needed to be a lawyer for the game company, not for right. them. Yeah, right. He needed to be the lawyer who was representing the game company and saying, "You guys don't have a case. You should just drop it, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Instead, well, he's saying, and "That's why I'll I'm take saying- on your case." Like, like on Twitter, that's like basically why my comment was this, this is like a Hallmark movie. If somebody had never actually like someone writing a Hallmark movie, if you'd never actually seen one before, because you're like, I think the setup kind of goes like this, but then get it completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, like I, so I, like it, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say that this felt like really a television show. Because at the 30-minute yes. mark, I feel like the first episode's over because it seems like we have a protagonist. We have his buddy friend. Uh, we have another goofy friend that they have as well. His name is uh, – I don't know what his name is actually right now because they get they get really sloppy with names. Yeah. And I have in my notes like when we get names, like, okay, 
we get a name. Somebody's named Harper at 10 minutes and 50 seconds. Or the guy from Raising Hope was the lead. His name is Will. We find that first out. And the That's nameless dead friend. From. Who, yes, from Raising Hope. I was That's why to I, that I knew, out the entire time. I'm like, ah, I don't really care enough. <laughs> but every 30 minutes, it feels like there's a new episode because, because we have the guy meeting the girl and the end yeah. of the first 30 minutes. Oh, Keith, our lawyer is dating Sophie, whose name we don't get until I don't know when. Um, but we'll get that eventually. Let's see. Who's Winston? Oh, Danny. Danny is their friend. We get his name at 38 minutes and 38 seconds. I started actually taking notes yeah. about this is like my yeah, side they, game. These are. These are characters, by the way, who show up much earlier in the, the film. Like there are characters who, yeah. Will is in the movie for a while, like like almost twenty minutes before I heard what his name was. In fact, the yeah. first character whose name I remembered was an incidental character named Shannon, who ends up being the girl that is it Harper? You said Harper's yeah. a girlfriend, I guess, or at least yeah. the girl he's uh, sleeping with. I thought. Shannon was Sophie for the longest time until somebody directly said Sophie. Because, yeah, you hear Shannon in like the first 10 minutes, and I'm like, that must be Shannon. Maybe I missed something. And Sophie Shan- is yeah, the Shannon love interest was the- of Will. Right. And also Keith's girlfriend. Yes. Right. Uh, there, so there are a couple of other things I want to say. Well, you said television show. My first note after I wrote down how long I got said – this doesn't look like a movie. This looks like a web series. I didn't even think it looked like a TV show. To yeah. me, it oh, looked like if... it was a... No, no, no. I understand what you mean, but to me, it looked like a YouTube yeah. web series, like the sequence of them sitting on the couch and watching Game of Thrones and having their little yeah. improv moment that went way too long and was not funny. That felt like an episode. The bit where they're standing outside of the club trying to get in and then they convince everyone to come back to their place and party, that felt like an episode. Like it to me didn't even feel like a full oh, television yeah. episode in thirty minutes. It felt like okay, okay. three ten minute web series episodes. Uh, maybe it's because I watched too many web series. But when I when I saw it, I was just like, "This doesn't feel like a movie at all. This feels like it was a YouTube series that they just strung together all the episodes and made it into a movie." It also had yeah, the production that. value of that. <laughs> well, uh, all the animation, I, 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 all the all the games. Oh my ugh. gosh. Uh, at the 30 minute mark, Sophia now has Will's phone number. That's when they like break off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's, you know, but I didn't actually think of it as a 10 minute show. If I look at it again, which I won't, because I don't have to watch this again. <laughs> I, could, I, I bet you're right that it sure. does have 10 minute increments because, like you're saying, these sequence of events at the beginning, they could literally just be cut up and be put aside and move on from there because there's really, they're somewhat inconsequential. And the idea of not mm-hmm. getting names till 38 minutes in it makes very little sense from a storytelling perspective, but it's also really dull. That's the thing about this show, about this movie that like you guys are saying, the characters aren't, they're, they're not stupid. That's the other thing. There's actually a scene where Will and Harper are sitting at their desks and their desks face each other and, and Harper's being mean and he's being cold and distant. And the craziest thing happens. Will actually recognizes it. So he's not like a dumb television nerd that doesn't understand social cues. He actually knows his friend, and they talk about it. This has some of the like, even though it was boring, you actually had really smart characters who were like, "Oh, you're upset. We should talk about this." Or when the goofy friend yeah. says, "I wanted to make up a game called Drinking Solitaire," and then the other guy says, "That's just called alcoholism." I'm like, "Okay, that got me to laugh. That's pretty <laughs> good." There's actually a couple of moments in this movie that got me to laugh out loud. There was one where uh, 
I think it's Harper. He he's they're over at the at Game Tech, the big bag Game Tech. Game Tech is the company that steals their game, which, as yeah. Jonathan mentioned, looks like a pile of shit. It looks like an interstitial or like a pop up ad, and you're like, that's shitty. That shouldn't be anything. And it's bring your daughter to work day. So I guess the head of the company has his daughter there, and Harper makes a joke something about like, are you a mathlete? And she's like, been a mathlete since sixth grade. And he goes, high five for mathlete. And he holds it for a couple seconds, and the girl begrudgingly gives him the high five. And that made me laugh because it was like, okay, it's not, it's not a sitcom, like a really dumb sitcom. It's like this – it's almost self-aware. It's, like it knows this is what people would be no, like. It's no fuller house. Um, the the girl I think was gave the most genuine performance in that little segment there. Uh, I so I, I have here a note. So it, it, early early in the movie, like at the very beginning, where they're just establishing that these two developers are also good friends and they're slobs. They're watch, They're sitting on a couch and they're watching Game of Thrones and they're singing nonsense lyrics with to Game of Thrones. Or really, they're just singing Game of Thrones over and over again. As I wrote this down because I think this is this is the one joke in my notes. It's not a good one, but I wrote it down anyway. Which is, oh, good, Game of Thrones references. Always a strong move to make references to a more popular, successful property to elevate your own. <laughs> this episode of Podcast Without Pretense brought to you by the Adventure Zone. <laughs> I would like to give some of the code names that I had. (laughs) So, uh, so yes, Adventure Zone, good thing. Um, Podcast of Pretense, best podcast of 2014. Yes. Uh, Like we mentioned with the names. So I had to come up with code names for each person. Obviously, Will, I thought was Raising Hope guy. So he's RH. Then there was Nameless Mm -hmm. Developer Friend, who turns out to be Harper. My note says, maybe his name is Larry, because their company is called Larry something or other. Nameless Coffee Girl is just obviously NCG. Nameless Coffee Girl for a while. Uh, Harper <laughs> turns out to be NDF. Uh, let's see. The guy who plays Winston on New Girl is Winston from New Girl, who turns out to be Danny. Uh, 19 minutes and 48 seconds. Nameless Coffee Girl is Sophie. So we have that. <laughs> I don't know when we get Keith's name, but that does happen at some point. So we've got Sophia. We've got Sophie. We've got uh, actually it's Sophia or Sophie. I can't remember if it's whatever. We got Vanessa. We get her name right away, by the way. This is... Oh, yeah. Vanessa was the roommate, so, right? Yeah. Yeah, Sophie's, Sophie's roommate, roommate right away. She's like, hi, I'm Vanessa. We're like, wow, that's... <laughs> we've seen the character on screen for like 10 seconds. Know her fucking name. This is just mind-blowing. I don't even have a code name for Vanessa, which is excellent. And I think... Oh, here's another name. At 30, like I said before, 38 minutes and 38 seconds in. This is when we find out Winston's name is Danny. I'm just like I had to like rewind for some of this shit because I'm like, there's no way it's taking no, this I long. Um, let's see. Here's the clever parts, but yeah, those are the nicknames I had. And Keith, who we get his name really, er- really early. Like you're talking about him being dorky. One of the things he loves to do is air guitar, and yeah, yeah. you can't think he's a douchebag because he even thinks it's stupid. He's not like, oh, I really love air guitar. Right. He's, not, he's yeah. aware that it's dumb. It's almost like the reason why this isn't funny because it's kind of like real life in the, in the point of real life is not that funny. So you don't have the dumbass yeah. characters. The most, right. the most uh, over-the-top character maybe is Shannon where she's constantly texting Harper. Harper. 
Yeah, I was like, what's his name? D- name Danny's a little over the top, too. But yeah, Shannon and Danny would be the two that are the most cartoonish, I think. Yeah, otherwise, though, like the whole movie, Keith is like this nice guy and he has no problems. And he's trying to be, yep. he becomes partner in this thing and like he's working really hard. At the end of the movie, he's even bitching out Will. It's like, I took this case for like no money. I've been working with you for six months. And every time why I can't be there for my girlfriend, I'm working on your case. It's like, well, shit, this guy. Yeah. This guy. <laughs> a, he eventually, in the last I mean, 10 minutes of the movie, to do like an asshole but like yeah it takes it's too little too late it's too little too late we haven't seen him be an asshole in the rest of the movie so it doesn't in any way justify will's behavior like will will is against his better judgment hanging out with sophie uh because will has definitely got a crush on her she appears to have a crush on him as well so you also question like you know the fact that she has this feelings has feelings towards him, but doesn't say anything to her boyfriend. Like if she's got problems with her boyfriend, she certainly doesn't voice them until the end of the movie. Right. Like she doesn't yeah. communicate to him of the things that, you know, if, if they, we had seen a scene of her communicating to her boyfriend and being dismissed, that would mean that we suddenly have an asshole character, right? Keith would be a jerk and you'd be like, yeah, I want to see her dump Keith and go to be with Will, but we don't see that till the very end. And it just comes out of nowhere. It's almost like the writer's like, Oh shit, we need to make sure that Keith is an asshole so that when Sophie leaves him, she's not a bitch. She's not, you know, a cold hearted woman just ditching her boyfriend for a, a guy who's a doofus. Right? So the problem is that it just about- is too little too late. Can we talk about Keith being an asshole? Like, what exactly he does to be an asshole? He's got a job in Hong Kong that's going to take him away for months. And she goes, why didn't you tell me ahead of time? He goes, well, I wasn't certain yet. So, perfectly reasonable answer, by the way. <laughs> then she, he goes, well, you, you could come with me, or I could say no, or we could just do something else. Perfectly reasonable stuff, this guy keeps saying. <laughs> Then at some point he says something like, "She because she's going to work and she's supposed to pack for Japan yeah. uh, for for Hong Kong, and Hong Kong, my bad." And he says something like, "You can get a job at a trendy coffee place there," and she kind of loses it as if like that. I, look, I maybe I'm dismissive. Maybe I understand Keith's point of view a little bit, but motherfuckers a, a partner at a law firm. She's yeah. a barista. I think her career is not as big as his. And the yeah, idea but, of him being but, somewhat dismissive was still it's not awful. I, the way he dismissed I, it was like I can feel, get another job as a I feel I feel for her a little bit because it's you can extend the being dismissive about a job as being dismissive about a person like that extension, that, that jump is not, it's not a huge leap, right? Saying like, but he, you he are, invited you her are, over. He, he did all this other shit. Right. But it's, but it's, it's like, Hey, this is my life. I'm including you in it. That's not the same thing as saying you have a life yeah. and I'm acknowledging it. Those are two different things. And, yeah. and I mean, I, I, mean, I get the reason. it being offended by his comments however the funny thing is his comments actually up until this point seem unlike him 
at the end of the yeah. film. <laughs> because yeah, right, so right, thought- no, this 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 moment where he's saying <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh, you don't even have a real job." Like it's out, it's a hundred and eighty degree turn from who this guy has yeah. been up I to this point. He was- I thought he was so stressed out from just becoming partner, increasing hours. He's got a new place and they got to move and he's working on something. And she's talking to him about like saying goodbye before she leaves. That guy is stressed the fuck out. So him saying something not to stupid. Mention, not not but, to mention he, he's keeps finding his girlfriend hanging out with his client. Yeah. Right. So, whom he's, whom he's so, doing favors for. I mean, let's talk about the whole couch situation. If we should get into that. <laughs> Let's go into the go into the couch situation, the garbage couch situation. Can I, can I make one? Can I make one little comment before we get into the couch situation? This is this is more of a general comment about the film, not specific. Please do uh, scenes or, or elements. I felt like there were a lot of moments in this movie. I don't know if they were actually improvised, but there were a lot of moments that felt like they were improvised yeah. scenes. But to me, it was like the worst kind of improv where you're watching people make shit up, but it's not really going anywhere like there's no real progression in the scene in improv there's a rule it's called take the first out that just means that when the opportunity arises for you to end a scene you take it right like you you have developed a scene you've got a conclusion in sight you take that conclusion you don't add to it you don't deny it and try and find a new one this movie felt like it was just refusing to take the first out or even the second or third out. It was like watching an improv scene where they're taking the fifth or sixth out and it's never as good as it could have been. Uh, there's an entire sequence where the, the two characters, Will and Sophie are making up a, a fantasy together. These fantasy oh God, character versions so of themselves, super so long. long and animated <laughs> and it goes nowhere and it's not Nothing, funny it yeah. is very realistic and it sounds like two people who are just making shit up off the top of their head and like oh yeah and you know and of course he's a he's a he's a, a adventurer by night and by day he's you know etc that kind of stuff like or people are just rattling stuff off the top of their heads which can be charming in person if you are one of the two people in that conversation right. but if you if you're ever watching one of those conversations and you're thinking this is fucking tedious that's this goddamn movie. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about a couch. The couch. Go for it, Eric. Yeah. I mean, there's not much to say about the couch, but the main thing is like a lot. So they hinge a lot of the movie around this couch. Like we're introduced to it early on uh, with it being like super comfortable. We figure out that Sophie mm-hmm. found it in the trash or whatever. Will doesn't. Will is the lawyer, right? Oh. No, Keith yes. is a lawyer. No, Keith, Keith right. is a lawyer. Will is the character, so the protagonist. Keith doesn't like it because it was found in the trash. Keith gets his new job. He's getting his new apartment. He tells Sophie, you know, oh, I'm going to buy you a new couch. Movers are going to come and move it, move the old one out for you. And she, I don't know, for some reason doesn't want the movers to move it and wants to get rid of it herself. So she invites over Will to move the couch and they move it. Uh, down the stairs and end up sleeping on it outside. And that's when the next morning, Will is there being like, hey, what, where's Keith. the couch? What the fuck? Keith is there. Or Keith. Yeah, lawyer guy. And he's like, hey, I told you the movers were going to move it. And obviously, like, slightly annoyed by, like, what is what's going on here? Um, yeah, I just didn't... They hinged, like, a bunch of this around, like, this scene. And then it resolved into nothing. 
Like, well, I mean, <laughs> Sophie, yeah, moves, I think, I think Sophie moves in. With I think this him, was supposed like, to be. This yeah. was supposed to be our first indication that Keith does not connect with Sophie in the way that Will does. Right? That's supposed to be right. the the. Yeah. That's what the movie wants us to to feel. That's the way the movie wants us to go. It doesn't work properly. But here's what the movie wants yep. us to do. The movie wants to say. The couch represents Sophie's uh, life. It represents her personality and it represents kind of the things that she values, which includes like this, uh, this weird sort of sense of, of, of shabby chic and comfort that Keith totally doesn't get. He's, he's very ambition driven. And so <laughs> that's not who Sophie, no, I'm, I'm being serious. This is the way this movie's trying to make us feel. It's trying to yeah. say, look, Sophie belongs with Will because Will's kind of a slob and Sophie ultimately is kind of a slob. And the two of them fit well together. Keith is not right. kind of a slob. He doesn't understand this part of Sophie's life at all. He doesn't connect with her at all. He doesn't make an effort to connect with that part of her life. He assumes that his life is superior and that Sophie therefore would want to be part of it because he's successful and the stuff he he can afford is much more expensive than the stuff she can afford. So therefore it's got to be better. That's the way the movie wants us to feel. The problem is up until this point in the movie, Keith has not shown any of those qualities. He has not come across as being particularly shallow or consumerist or uh, elitist. None of those qualities have, have come through in Keith until act three of this movie. So just introducing all those character flaws in the, in Keith at the last little like 20 minute section of the movie to justify the fact that Sophie's going to leave him and then go and be with Will, it yeah. just comes across as cheap. Like they needed to set this up or, and it wouldn't have been hard to set this up earlier in the movie. You just have a few scenes yeah. where Keith says something <laughs> callow or <laughs> like nasty lines where everybody's just like, Hey, he's an asshole. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. And, and it, instead he's, he's constantly, constantly like, Hey guys, I'm telling you, this is going to be really difficult. If you want to pursue this lawsuit, it's going to be hard. I'm with you. If you want it, I'll, I'll yeah. totally do it, but I'm, I'm laying it out for you. It's not going to be easy. Like he's being a decent stand up motherfucking dude. <laughs> right. And it's not until the last bit of the movie where he's even at all dismissive towards Sophie. And, uh, so it's weird because we don't get any of that indication earlier in the movie. And yet Sophie's like running all over the place with Will to hang out with him. And yeah. granted, they're not doing anything physical, but they're certainly connecting on a very deep emotional level. And she never has any sort of conversation with Keith about this. So really, I, I would argue that Sophie's really the bad guy in this movie. <laughs> she is the bad that, guy. She is. She yeah. is kind of. I, yeah. I she's mean, manipulating yeah. Will. She knows what she's doing. And 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 Will is like. We get foreshadowing of this. Danny says all of this to Will. <laughs> yeah. He says it all to her, and as a joke, he's saying it to her after he has that thing about drinking alone, like mm -hmm. the alcoholism. He says, "You know, girls with with boyfriends. Here's what they're doing." And then the rest of the movie plays out that way. <laughs> Anyway, it was insulting the way Danny says it. It's like awful. It's very sexist and misogynist. And yet the rest of the movie plays out exactly the way he said. All right, there's two or three things I want to hit before we wrap up on this, this freaking movie. So this whole case Sorry, with Keith. Trying to escape. Did you capture your cat? I did. He didn't escape. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> okay, otherwise we have to stop the show. Okay. So. This whole thing that Keith is working on is about a, a video game being copied. 
Now, Jonathan, you and I have talked about intellectual property in the past about video games in yes. particular. It's one of the textbook yeah. fucking things you learn in IP law. I don't know what kind of law Keith does, but it's not till like way into the movie. He's like, guys, there's a precedent it's somewhere in like Seattle or something like that. Yeah. Like Washington. It's like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? This video game stuff happened in the 70s. Okay. It was super important. There's stuff in the 80s too. How do you not know this? So if Keith made partner, all I can guess is that these writers have no fucking idea about intellectual property law because, oh, we cracked something. It takes us months and hours. This is a fucking 1L grade school fucking case. That pissed me off about this movie. So, Keith, as great as yours as an attorney, you're shit from memory. So maybe he didn't take IP. Maybe he was like more into immigration or something. Maybe he never took IP law. But somebody's yeah, firm should have fucking figured that out. Yeah. Pissed me off to no end. I mean... Jonathan, did that bother you at all? Uh, no, it seriously did bother me. I mean, it, it reminded me very much. There's a, and I think I've talked about this on a previous episode, but there's a series of sketches by uh, David Mitchell and Robert Webb on that Mitchell and Webb look where they play these screenwriters and the screenwriters are just insanely lazy and they write screenplays about subject matter that they don't really understand. So the joke is that they're always writing these movies where the terms are extremely vague and misused constantly because they never bother to actually research the material. So like there's one that's set in a hospital and people are like, you need to give me the medicine that's different than this kind. Now he's dead from too much electric. <laughs> like it's ridiculous dialogue and it's all because they never bother to actually learn anything. And to me, like while that's a joke and it's obviously going to the extreme, the way they treat intellectual property law in this movie is almost exactly like what would happen in one of those Mitchell and Webb sketches. It's like, yeah. you know, it's not quite that ludicrous, but to sit there and be like, man, I've, I've just been searching the, the cases for years and years, trying to find something where somebody clearly stole the intellectual property of someone else, but man, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. So there's that. And the last thing I want to hit on this movie, I want to talk about Harper. So we have Will and his, his relationship with Sophia or Sophie, whatever the fuck. And he's mm -hmm. trying to fight the big guys. Harper, apart from this whole dating scheme with Shannon, is one of the most reasonable characters like in any movie ever. He's telling his <laughs> friend Will the whole time, don't do this. We've got to focus mm -hmm. on our stuff. We're not, this is our lawyer's fiance at some point. Fucking yeah. let it go. They talk it over in the car a number of times. He explains that our business is going down the shitter because you are not paying attention to the business. Harper is bizarrely intelligent in this world. Like not, Everyone's not stupid, but like it's not like Will is just so – he's in the clouds. He's not paying attention. He's got a friend trying to bring him back down to the real world saying constantly, you're making a mistake, and Harper is right the entire time. He wants to get a job with Game Tech because Game Tech, the big company that steals, they're like, you guys could be senior developers. It's like, well, pff, maybe we should take that job. Will fucks him over. And then eventually he tries to save him by going over and saying, oh, look, can you get him a job? But Harper is like systematically trying to move forward in his life. Whereas Will is chasing a dumb dream, which is even at the end, by the way, Sophie just shows up to Will's place and then the door closes. And then I'm waiting for episode four to drop. 
because you yeah, know, it's well, and and like, beyond that, beyond that, so Har- Harper, uh, he's constantly dicked over by Will because Will has got this stronger personality, and he's the one who d- dictates what they do. Right? He's the one who says, you know, we're gonna stick with this lawsuit. Harper throughout the entire time is trying to reason with Will, but he goes along like he's essentially steamrolled is what I said, but that's, that's, that's pretty much true. He's steamrolled constantly by Will. So there's a point where like multiple characters call Will out on being an idiot and an asshole. And some of them are doing it in nasty ways. And I have a feeling we're supposed to not agree with all of them, but I agreed with all of them because (laughs) they were right. Like there's, there's a bit where, right. When when Will goes to beg mega tech or whatever game tech for, uh, to give Harper a job, like the lawyer at that point essentially calls out Will for dicking over Keith for, for seeing Sophie behind Keith's back while Keith was trying to do all this work for him. And like well, everything that, he says is absolutely true. He, he is being that, and the, the Eric. Eric is the name of the uh, other lawyer. He is being a total asshole about it, but he, everything he says is true. Yeah, but Eric's also mentioning that Will fired Keith. So Keith did all this yeah. work and he didn't get to see it through, which is not just dicking him over because of the girl. He dicked him over professionally. And as a, as a lawyer, yeah. Eric was kind of like, or a businessman, yeah. it's kind of like, this is shitty. You can't, you can't treat people like this in business. And yeah, he's coming off like an asshole, but he's right. You can't do that and get away with it. There's like no comeuppance for and Will. Then, he really should have a comeuppance. And then, and then Will gets the girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, that the the scene, scene with the lawyer reminds me of the other scene where they go to game tech the the first time right and the little girl's there right and the little girl is just there so that they can make a few jokes right that's the only reason she's there and at one point will or god keith um like getting tired of the little girl speaking up just goes he says something to the extent of like uh this it's Frankly, kind of it's insulting, insulting having her here. That she's even yeah. here and, for this. Yeah. And I was like, wait, are we supposed to think Will's an asshole for that? Because I don't, because he's right. Like it's yeah. I'll, yeah. Just Keith. So not Will. Many. Or Keith. Yeah. Keith. Right. <laughs> yes. We but are Keith, supposed to right. I think we it are supposed insulting to think he's that he's there. The girl the girl up to that point has been really like I mean they the girl's a joke anyway, right? She's the whole purpose right. for the girl to be there yeah. is for a joke. She's there to be, uh, she's dressed up like a very cold calculating power, you know, woman. She's, she's like, like if you, like you take the stereotypical, uh, uh, high powered female executive who has to be 10 times tougher than the men because she's, she's an executive in a men's man's world. And, and, then you just boil that down to the form factor of a small child. That's the joke, right? So that she's coming right. across as this kind of cold and powerful uh, uh, executive in training. And the then Keith is just like, you know, just having her here while we're trying to have a serious conversation is insulting, which is true. It's, you know, it's like it's showing that you have no regard for the seriousness of this matter. And I, but it's all to make Keith seem like a bad guy, except he's not a bad right. guy. 
he's absolutely first of all the girl's not really upset because she's flipping him off at the end of it she's just being right. she's just throwing a tantrum to, to make him look bad she has come across as a total jerk ass the the guy who they're talking to in the first place is also an asshole so there's nothing in that sequence that makes keith seem like a bad guy yeah. Again, like there's nothing. They yeah. never est- establish that Keith is someone who deserves the treatment he gets until the very end of the movie, and by then it's just a. It's not in character. It's not the character that we've met previously. Um, this movie is not good. It's not funny. Yeah. It's it's a rom com that has almost no romance and almost zero comedy. <laughs> right. There are very long sequences where characters are just saying random shit that doesn't develop into anything. It's just them. It sounds like them riffing off of an idea for a while, but it never really goes anywhere. Uh, and none of the characters are compelling enough to make you want to watch it. So, like, there's not a strong story. There's no good characters, and it's not funny. So, it's just not not good. It's like, and then, like I said, it's like bad improv. I had a friend ask me, like, "Oh, was it so bad? It's good." I'm like, "Have you ever watched a really, really bad improv show and walked out thinking, wow, that was so bad? It's good.'" And she said, "No." I'm like, "There you go. That's this movie." <laughs> Anybody else have any closing right. statements on Glitch? Uh, Eric, stop picking movies like this. <laughs> well, I, I will, I will no, credit you for trying some, try something different. So that's yeah. a positive. But but uh, we but know we... already. We know that that picking like I mean unless unless it's a comedy where we feel there's legit chance that it could be good. There's no point in picking comedies because yeah. if it's a bad comedy it's just not good. It's just not funny, right? That's like a bad science fiction film or a bad horror movie or a bad action movie has the capacity to at least be unintentionally funny but a bad comedy is just miserable yeah uh though to be fair eric i think when you did pick this and we all looked at it save it we yeah when you picked it we all looked at it and we thought there's a chance this could potentially be entertaining (laughs) so i'm not i'm not really gonna give you too much business on this one because there was no way to know but god damn it was just a waste of time i could have been watching stranger things season two Well, yeah, you probably could have watched. It felt like a nine-hour movie, so you could have watched all. Of I could have watched at least. Two. I could have watched at least a couple of episodes of Stranger Things I have season a note two. And here it says, it says twenty-four minutes in. I grew tired of the movie. I'm just like, how long is this fucking thing? It's only an hour and a half, and it just it drags. Yeah. And maybe it is ten minutes. It's supposed to be only ten minutes. I, in, so I, I've watched. I have the same note at twenty-six episodes. minutes. Twenty-six. The last. Minutes in, the last. Stopped caring. The last thirty <laughs> minutes of the movie. I took approximately seven hours to get through. Um, Cause I was, when I was watching those last 30 minutes, I got interrupted. My, my wife called me once. So I paused it. And at that point I was like, God, I must be, it must be like 10 minutes left. Cause you know, I I previously looked and saw that there was 30 minutes le- left. Uh, an interminable amount of time went by. My wife calls me. I pause it. I talk to my wife, tell her, yes, I want some iced coffee. Hang up. Go back to watch the movie. 27 minutes left. I'm like, holy shit. Only three <laughs> minutes passed from when I last looked at the clock and when my wife called me. That is bullshit. 
And and it happened at least one other time where I was convinced that the movie must be getting close to over. And I think there were still like 15 minutes left. And then when there were two minutes left and the movie actually did end, I was like, wait, that's how this movie ends. Yep. It's such an unsatisfying ending too, because all that really happens is that Keith and Sophie have sort of a falling out. It's not even an ugly falling out. It's just, yeah. it's just like an uncomfortable moment between a couple, which yeah. I think a lot of couples would have been able to resolve and move forward on. But she chooses yeah. that one to be the time where she's like, nope, this isn't working out. I'm going to go hang out with Will. The first yeah. time we've ever seen Keith be slightly mean. Yeah. That, and then that she's like, well, yeah, one time. I've only seen Will be. I've only seen Will be a complete idiot. I mean, sure, Keith sh- was a little dismissive to me, but Will was very apologetic when he accidentally oh. dumped rancid garbage all over my body. <laughs> so yeah. there's also a scene where Will, who has given up on Sophie, goes to their housewarming party and he's drinking a lot, and he's kind of being a dick to Sophie. They're sitting with Vanessa and they're talking yeah. a bit. And the weird thing is, you're thinking this is going to escalate. You know, Will's going to be a real asshole. He's going to fuck it up. He's going to be miserable. He just has, like, two shitty exchanges, and then we have the next scene. It's like, no. Either you play it all out, or you you don't. You just don't give us this half-assed, like, I said two shitty things to you. See you tomorrow. Right. It's like, and you figured, does I figured that what was, I figured what was going to end up happening was that he was going to end up, you know, having a physical relationship with Vanessa and the roommate and that that was right. going to be the thing that really drove a wedge in. But then Vanessa ends up talking to Sophia and she's like, yeah, nothing happened. It was a dud. It didn't work out too bad. And I was like, wow, the stakes couldn't be any lower. Could they? They don't show us the dates or anything. Like it's just, it's like, it's just they don't Vanessa show saying you the party something. either. I actually, in my notes, I wrote about how the party at the very beginning of the movie, I'm like, they must not have had any money at all for this film because instead of showing the movie, the party, they show a little bit of animation that represents what the party is. And then it's the next morning when Shannon in a towel is trying to root through their kitchen. Animation seems like it's more expensive than getting 10 people to show up to fake a party, though. You would think. uh, (laughs) Like. I assume animation animators animation is more expensive per minute than extras. Maybe they only paid the actually. Maybe they only paid the animators an exposure. Yeah. Jeez. Okay. So we're we're glitch is over. Yeah. It's over. Thank God. Is it your turn, Ayaz? I don't know. It might be, but we've talked about. Uh, so we've got a scheduling thing right now. We don't know when oh, we'll Jesus. be on yeah. GFQ. We've got we've got Suncast. He's moving. He's our producer. Uh, I don't know if that. I think we're going to be off for a while. So either we'll we also do audio have shows. Movies to watch. Yeah. So this. Yeah. Are we are we actually taking this on? Because Hallmark is starting their march to Christmas. Thirty three new movies. New. You know, because they're all the same uh, movies. It, yeah, Are they ahead. available to watch what? anywhere besides the Hallmark Channel? No, it's just and the only way you can get that is on Sling. It appears you're gonna need a login of some kind. I mean, I've yeah. got. I think I might have the Hallmark Channel on my basic cable package, maybe. So, so I guess I could try. Here? Are we each taking on eleven? 
That's what we talked about before. Mm. So we're going to happen to, is, we need to make a Google Doc with all thirty-three titles. Yeah. yeah, and then we need to do draft rounds. And we just each <laughs> each in each round we each pick a film all right. All right. until all yeah. thirty-three have been chosen. And we need to yeah, figure out a randomly. We need to figure out a randomly determined way about who goes first. I suggest we uh, we roll like a six sided die, and like a one or two is me, a three or four is Iaz, and a five or six is Eric, and then we just roll it. And whichever one lands on first, that person goes first. The other two, it goes one to three, four through six. You roll it a second time. That person goes second. The third person goes third, and it's just one, two, three all the way down. Or we just alternate. I mean, there's 33 fucking movies. So I mean, like the I thing have is a like yep. to die. I can send but you listen, one. I I have got, got my eye. I've got my eye on like tw- 12 of those movies. I know I know I can't watch all t- well I could watch all 12. But I I know I'm not going to get all 12. But I want to get at least some of those goddamn movies. Yeah, see the thing I'm thinking is like if I'm doing drafting I'm like the first 11. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even care what they are. <laughs> no, that's not that's not how it's gonna work. We're gonna do it turn I'm by done. turn because that at least will be at least that will be interesting. What we'll do is we'll see that Eric and I will be carefully picking out our movies and Ayaz will just be going down in sequence like whatever the next available film is on the list. I know. I think I think Jonathan's gonna have all the Lacey Charbert uh, movies. Uh goddamn right. I, I'll have She's the, hot. I'll ha- I'll have all the Candace Cameron movies and Eric will have the rest. I think he's going to end up with, with <laughs> Eric's like, I got seven movies with Krampus in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so going to go next for time... dogs, cats, and that's, I mean, that's basically what I'm shooting for here. Yeah. So right, we need, what's likely to, we're going to suss it all out, I guess, offline and we'll figure this out. Yeah. And so the next time we're back on, on, on uh, GFQ, we will have some kind of plan in place, whether we've watched 33 movies or not. I don't know. We might get sick after just 30. Who knows? Maybe we won't even finish the last three. Which we have I think to what we'll point. have to do, if we can try, if we can try it, I don't know if, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how this discussion is going to go. 33 movies is a lot of movies. Uh, but uh, even, if we, if, even I, if we each just took one to explain to the others per episode, that's 11 episodes. <laughs> yeah, but let's, let's do it this way, though. Let's, if we're going to take notes, they have to fit on one page. Okay. Right. So yeah. we have a one-page summary sure. because, like I said, I I already summarized all the movies in one tweet, as we all know. It's yeah. Char- character doesn't understand Christmas. <laughs> finds love interest. Understands Christmas. The end. That's going to be every fucking movie, and we know it. So, I think let's limit to a page. Maybe even half a page. Just something really small, because we don't want to write too much card. about this. Three by five index cards. That's it. I do. I, I really do God, want yeah. to talk about the idea of a bingo game with this because we got to make it fun somehow. Like how many movies will actually hit all of these points of. Oh, God, it's all going to be the same movie. I say that every time a bingo, a bingo space is marked off, you have to take a shot of eggnog and we'll all weigh 700 pounds by the oh. end of oh, by, by no. January 1st. <laughs> all right. So I just, I just realized who Eric would be watching. He's going to watch Danica McKellar. He's got Danica McKellar. That's his designated lead actress. The, uh, I like that was Eric and I Winnie. made the same face at the same time. We're both like... <laughs> she, was, she was Winnie in, in The Wonder Years. She's uh, also in all of these gotcha. things. 
the other she's, actress that's in uh, all these movies. Was isn't she's she like? Bad. She's super smart too, right? Wasn't she like a math yeah, major or something? Yeah, oh, she's like a mathematician. Yeah, yeah. Written a lot of books on this. Stuff. She's very, very intelligent. So, yeah. but uh, like these are the three actresses that are like in every movie we're going to see. I think. All right. Uh, there's even one like. Yeah. So let's we'll figure this out. Uh, so let's go to the next time. Uh, next time on podcast without pretense. Guys, I finally figured what the true meaning of Christmas is. Blood. Turns out I didn't even need a page per thing. I just needed like a grain of of rice. Okay. It took about, I don't know, 10 hours and it's like 400 lines of code, but I figured out how to randomly assign everybody to pick a movie. It's really easy.